Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. Thank you for joining me today. I'm your host, Steve Kramer of Kramer Basketball, founder of the Coach's Edge. And on this episode, very unique episode as we talk about Division I or bust. This is one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about the Coach's Edge podcast. Again, there's so many great basketball podcasts out there, but touching on subjects that are specific to the things that occur in a high school basketball program with a high school basketball coach and how they can best serve their players and the community and also help build that culture, the program, winning team success. One of those things is coming to the realization that if you're doing things well, you're going to have players on your team that have the ability to play basketball at the next level. What level is that? That's part of the conversation that we're having today. I have a conversation with two close friends of mine. One is Drew Lehman. He's a contributor to the Coach's Edge. He's designed the Coach's Edge Strength and Conditioning Program. He was an All-American at Ferris State University. He is the assistant coach at Division III School, Trine University in Indiana. The other conversation I have is Marcus Vanderheide. Marcus Vanderheide spent one year as a Division I basketball player at Canisius College before transferring to Hope College, Division III, Holland, Michigan. He was a teammate of mine for two years, had a very good career there. And I mentioned Drew Lehman was an All-American at Ferris State. So both of these guys were All-American players at the Division II and Division III level. And they had to make the tough decision of whether they wanted to play Division I basketball or not. And so they share a little bit of their story in the hopes that as a coach, if you are listening to this and you have a player, this can help them get an idea of making the choice that is right for them. And I'll share a little bit of my story as well, because going division one is the right decision for some players. It's also the wrong decision for some players. And so a little bit of my story first, but before we get into that, if you're interested in our one through one zone offense package, you can hit the link in the description of this podcast below. It's 35 plus minutes of video diagram breakdown on how you can attack the one through one defense. It comes with multiple PDFs covering the principles and quick hitters going against a one through one. We've had fantastic feedback from this zone offense package from our coaches edge members and from people that have already purchased this package. So if you're interested in learning more about the, the Coach's Edge one through one zone offense, hit that link. Okay, sharing a little bit of my story and then I'll go to the previous recordings that I have taken separately with Drew Lehman and Marcus Vanderheim. I grew up in a very rural area in the thumb of Michigan, went to a small class C school and there weren't many colleges around there, although I had that vision, that dream of being able to play basketball at the college level. I didn't know what that was going to, to look like. As I've stated in other podcasts, I didn't play AU basketball. I would have loved to. It just wasn't something that was going to happen. There weren't any teams where I was around. I was the oldest kid. Nobody that had gone before me playing at USA schools had ever played AU basketball. We just didn't know anything about it to even seek out a team that might be you know two hours away, but they had a team that I could play on. I know that ages me, but that's that was the case. So we went to a Central Michigan University team camp during the summer, and we won the team camp. 
Uh, it's a big deal because, you know, anytime you win a team camp with, I don't know how many teams were there, 40, 50 teams is a big deal. Another reason it was a big deal is because we were one of the smallest schools at the team camp. Now, I balled out at that team camp. And so because it was at Central Michigan, those coaches were there, saw me play. And so then they started, you know, not offering me a scholarship, but they started recruiting me, right? The, the process had had started. I'm not talking just you get a letter in the mail, right? Recru some recruiting. Nothing crazy, but the conversation was there. And as I started to go through the high school basketball season, other schools from Division Two and Division Three and NAIA had started to recruit me. And so now I was in this unique situation of having an opportunity to go as a preferred walk-on at a Division One school, the opportunity to, to be looking at some money at the NAIA or the Division Two level. Plus, I had really good grades, so I was going to get some academic money. Or the opportunity to go to where I end up going, Hope College, Division Three, but they had one of the best basketball programs in, in the country. And so it was, it was looking at every level, including NAIA, and trying to decide what the best decision was going to be for me. And so the way that I made the decision, which, which was really tough, I mean, part of me really wanted to go Division One. A lot of my, my friends and the people in our community, they wanted me to go Division One. Personally, I think they wanted me to go Division One just so they could say, hey, I knew Steve, he played Division One basketball. I don't really think they cared about it any more than, than that. Um, but for me, I'd gone on some visits to some different schools and my mom had said, Stephen, if you could take out the basketball part, what would be the school that you would want to go to? And I thought about that. And I thought about the players that I met on some of these different teams. And I really liked the guys at Hope. I liked the coaching staff. And so that helped me make my decision. But I had to take the outside voices out of it in order to make the decision, a decision that even today, I'm really happy that I made. That's the struggle that I think a lot of high school players have, is there's all this outside noise. And if they're good, but they're not so good that they're a surefire division one player, which I wasn't at the time. I had the skill, I had the, the hard work, but I was a string being, you know, I was gonna have to put on a good 15 pounds at least to be able to compete at the division one level because I was so, so, so skinny, which is why I was going to redshirt my first year. I wanted to play right away. I, I really liked the, the players and the guys at Hope. And so being able to put all these different things in perspective from a college experience is what led me to go against the grain and go to a division three school in West Michigan when I was from the east side of the state. Now, I don't know about you, but where I was from, nobody had even heard of Hope College. Maybe in the same state, it might as well have been in you know the other side of the country. Nobody knew what Hope College was. Nobody was really excited that I chose to go there. Um, but my family, who had had gotten to know the, the school and some of the players and the coaches and myself, that was it. We were excited. It was a tough decision to make. And after I made it, I got some some flack for it. Okay, but that's part of making a college decision is understanding that, listen, it's your decision. It's your life. Those people that may want you to do a certain thing, 
they're not going with you and they don't have to live the choice that you make, right? So there's so many people say, hey, you should do this, you should do that, do this. They're not the ones that have to live it. And if you're a coach, you have a player that has to live it. So make sure that you're laying everything out, giving them all of the scenarios, all the options, and help them make the choice that best suits their life and not maybe just what happens on the basketball court. It's not just division one or bust. And to help along this topic, I wanna share with you the conversation that I had with Drew Lehman, division two All-American who had a chance again to go to division one. Marcus Vanderheide, who did go division one for a year, found out it wasn't all he had imagined it to be and went back and had an awesome and, and really enjoyable career as a division three player. So that's a little bit of my story. Let's get to the rest of the show as I share with you, Marcus Vanderheide and Drew Lehman. Coach Lehman, Trine University, assistant men's basketball coach, the basketball team strength and conditioning coach. You're a big part of the Coach's Edge online membership. And you also have a really great background in a topic that we see a lot in social media, especially for young high school athletes, which is the D1 or bust mentality. You have a, a unique story. You come from a basketball family. And for those that do not know that are listening, Coach Lehman was a Division II All-American at Ferris State University. He uh, could have easily been a, a really successful Division I player. In fact, he's played some Division I teams during his time at Ferris and was really successful. He went on to play a year professionally overseas. The guy could flat out play, right? Division I, two, three, he can play. So, Coach, why don't you share with us a little bit of your background, what it was like making some of those college decisions out of high school, and kind of take us through those decisions in your career? Sure. Well, you know, when I was when I was in high school, my uh, basketball re recruiting process really kind of started, I would say, um, the uh, summer after my uh, junior year. So I, I actually uh, didn't play a whole lot of AAU. Um, I played a couple tournaments. Um, so I was kind of focused on playing baseball in, in the summer as well. Uh, but I was actually driving to one of the few tournaments I played in that summer. And I, I remember getting a uh, phone call from my high school coach, uh, Co Coach Jim Welling, who had a, a ton of success at uh, Owens Community College and, and was great for us at, at Central Catholic in Toledo, where I played. Um, but he, he called me up uh, on, our, on our trip and asked me if uh, he could uh, give Ferris State my, uh, my phone number. And it, it was I kind of look back and laugh at it now because I had to ask him what he said about three times because I had never heard of Ferris State. And. I couldn't really understand him on the phone. So I said, who, you know, over and over again. Um, and, uh, you know, I, as you mentioned, that that is where I ended up going. But that that's kind of where it started. So I, I talked to uh, to Ferris State a little bit. And uh, after after a few weeks um, of, of talking to them on the phone a little bit, they had uh, saw me play, I think, a couple of times as a junior. Um, I actually got in touch with them through a uh, – um, Kind of a friend of mine now, his name is Dennis Springs. He played at uh, Scott High School and actually played at um, Ferris, had a really great career there, ended up playing overseas as well. Um, he saw me play, told Ferris a, a, about me, and, and that's kind of how uh, the relationship started there.
but uh, they offered me a scholarship uh, that summer. So I was, I was pretty thrilled about that to, to kind of get it going um, a little bit there. Um, and at the time I, I kind of thought, Hey, now I got, I got one now, hopefully I, you know, I'll start getting a couple more things like that. So I, you know, I was, I was kind of greedy, you know, at, at the time too, and, and didn't really quite appreciate um, the recruiting that they were giving me as much as I should have at, at the time. And, and I, I think a, a lot of guys um, are, are kind of in that situation as well, whether you're getting recruited at, you know, a division one school, a division two an NAIA or, or a division three. Um, I, I think it's a, a huge, huge compliment for, for any coach to, uh, to kind of contact you there. And, you know, I was, I was in kind of the same boat that, that you were talking about earlier with the, the D1 or bust, you know, it was, I, I really wanted to play at Toledo. That was, that was kind of always where I thought I quote unquote should be playing. And, you know, it's kind of a, my dad played there, uh, you know, I was from the area. So I, I thought the division one was, you know, that was where it was at. So I, I you know, admittedly kind of, I, I didn't blow off the Ferris State offer, but I was still kind of trying to, you know, pursue bigger op opportunities. Um, but throughout the course of the year, you know, I, I didn't really get a whole lot of other options after that, you know, no, you know, scholarship offers like the ones that they were giving me. Um, I looked at a few other schools in the, in the same conference um, as, as Ferris, you know, I talked to Finley a little bit, Hillsdale, some Grand Valley, you know, the, those were the kind of the main four that I was sort of looking at, but throughout the course of the year, I kind of still was thinking, you know, division one or Toledo, or what do I got to do to do this, this or that. And then, you know, basically towards the end of the year, after the basketball season was over, I kind of realized, all right, this is, this is the option. And it was by far and away the, the best decision that, that I could have made was to, was to go there. That's really cool to hear that story. So you, it sounds like you were, you, you really wanted to go to Toledo. Your, your dad played there. I'm assuming you could have, you know, been a preferred walk-on or something along the lines of giving yourself a chance to at least be on the roster and maybe sure. yep. earning a scholarship I, later. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? Yeah. At Toledo, I, I did have that option to, to be a preferred walk-on there as well. So even, even though they didn't offer me a scholarship at the time, that was still something that was kind of, kind of pulling me there, but, you know, looking back on it and, you know, easier for me to say this in hindsight now too, because I had such a tremendous experience there, but I, to me, what has become a huge, huge part of choosing a school is going somewhere that you're wanted. You know, I, I think that that is really, really important. Um, they, you know, the two guys that were the biggest in recruiting me at, at Ferris State were uh, Coach Bill Saul, who's now the head coach at Calvin University um, in the same league with us at, at Trine, um, and uh, Coach uh, Andy Brockma, who is who is still up at uh, at Ferris right now. I have good relationships with with both of those two guys. Um, you know, they really invested their time in me, and as well as offered me a scholarship. You know, every, everything was there for it to be a pretty obvious decision for me at the end to to pick Ferris state. And then, you know, what, what really uh, kind of sealed it for me is, you know, I, I had talked to my, my dad, you know, that summer going into my freshman year of college and said, well, you know, Toledo said I could, I could walk on there. They, you know, they said I'd have a spot and uh, 
you know, what he said to me was, yeah, they said they'll take you, but they don't want you. <laughs> and that, that, you know, him, him telling me that was, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. That, that kind of stung me a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. For, for sure. But it, you know, it, that was the truth. And it, you know, it was, it was something that, that I needed to hear. I love your dad, um, man. I've, I've never met him, but I love him. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a, a very intense guy. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I owe a lot to him for, for, for everything and, and what I've accomplished as an athlete and, and, and a person. He's, he's definitely uh, led me the right way, I think. And, but, you know, him, him making that comment will, will stick with me, you know, for, for the rest of my life. And I, I thought that was, that was really important. And, you know, I, I went to a place where, you know, the, the coaching staff and the program, you know, in, invested in me. And, and that's huge, you know, when you're, when you're trying to become a better player. I uh, haven't heard you explain your whole story. I think that's really, 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 really cool. And um, I had, it reminds me a lot of my story. I had a uh, same thing. I had a preferred walk on to central Michigan and it was um, something where it was like, okay, well, you clearly like me more than somebody would have to try out, but you don't like me enough to give the scholarship. Right. So you're just kind of hanging there in the middle. And I had been visiting, a handful of other schools from division two, II, division three and uh, NAIA and going to Hope College on my visit. I was like, they really want me. They've recruited me as much as anybody else. Um, and so it was, it was a decision that was the best decision for me. Um, but it wouldn't have happened if I didn't give them a chance because similar to you, you didn't know Ferris State when you heard heard about them. I didn't know Hope College when I heard about them. And I'm from the state of Michigan and I'd never heard of Hope College, right? But I'm I'm from far on the east side of the state. They're all the way on on Lake Michigan. And so I hadn't heard of Hope College before. Um, but my mom, again, your parent your dad played a big role. My mom said, you're going on this visit. I wasn't sure if I was even going to go visit campus. I was like, they're division three. Mm-hmm. You know, I can at least get a partial scholarship D2 or NAIA, maybe even do something at division one level. And so I was like, I'm not going division three. And uh, she's like, they're calling you, writing you letters back then. Or I don't know if people get letters now, but they're writing me letters. You're going on a visit. And so it was really important to look at the, the big picture and understand that there's more to life than you saying you were a division one basketball player, much, much, much more. And talk a little bit now of you had this career where you, you become a, a division two all American drew you, you're one of the dang best players to ever play at fair state. How cool is that? Yeah. You know, all I could, all I could really do is, is look back and smile. You know, I, 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 was really, really fortunate. Um, one to, to play on, you know, a, a really good team, especially as a, as a senior and, and to have a lot of great teammates around me and to, to play for some really great coaches there as well. Um, and that's some of the things that, that people aren't mentioning when they are thinking that D1 or buses, that there's, there's a lot of good basketball out there that is not division one. You know, I, I think those, those two leagues that, that are kind of both based in Michigan, the one that, that we're in at trying the MIAA is a tremendous division three league as, as well as the GLIAC where I played in at Ferris, you know, there, there's a lot of really good players, really good coaches and really good teams, you know, at, at every single level, no, no matter where, no matter where you're at, you know, 
you you can become a great player, you know, at a level other than Division One, and, and that's you know, a lot of it is going to be you know up to you. There's coaches listening to this podcast. There's probably some players too, but if there's a coach listening to this podcast and they got a player who's on that tier of they're not a clear cut division one player, right? So if you're a clear cut division one player, you're going division one, right? So we'll take, we'll take that really small, small, small group of yep. high school players. We'll take them out of the conversation. And you're speaking now to that, that group of players that are in this decision of going to a, a lower or mid-major division one, or it's a, it's a, a smaller college level What's the advice that you give to the coach who's trying to do the best thing for their player who has the college potential? Um, and, and you're asking like specifically for a, for a high school coach? Yeah, if I'm a high school coach yep. and I got one of those kids on my team who's on that kind of next tier of being a college athlete. Yep. Well, you know, from, from, from my perspective, the, the way we kind of um, look at it while we're recruiting is, you know, I, I think you are the level that is recruiting you, you know, kind of, kind of in a nutshell, you know, you may be good enough. Like if you are on that, you know, kind of borderline division one or, you know, division two or division two, division three, whatever it is, you know, you're going to the level that is recruiting you. And, and, you know, what I mean by that is you may be good enough to play at a, Toledo but if Toledo's not calling you or they're not actively recruiting you coming to watch you play you know telling you you need to do this or you need to do that or you know not telling you they want you then you know you're probably not going to go to Toledo whether you know you're, you're good enough or not either you don't have something that they're looking for wh whatever that is they don't they've already given out all their scholarships for that year wh whatever the the scenario is but you know if you're, you're getting phone calls from you know Shrine or MIAA schools or wh whoever it is, you know, I, I think that's, you know, kind of what you're looking at. And, that, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with either, you know, go trying to be a walk on if that's, you know, something that you really want to do. If it's, if you feel like that's the right fit, that's what you want to do. You can have a lot of success, you know, doing those different things, you know, every, every person's different and you got to kind of make those decisions. Um, and an another thing that, people don't talk about very often when they're kind of focused on that basketball side of things is there's a lot of other aspects to life. Once you get to college outside of basketball, you know, nobody, nobody wants to talk about what, first and foremost, the, you know, the academic programs of, you know, what you're kind of looking at there, that's going to end up being a, a huge part of what you're doing, you know, and, and that there's a social aspect of it. That's pretty important as well. You know, some guys want to be 30 minutes from home, to go to school. They want to, they want to stay local and be in that community. You know, other guys want to go 15, 15 hours away, be in a different state, have that experience. You know, for me, I think it was really important that I was three and a half hours away from home. You know, once, once basketball season started and we started practicing six days a week, you know, I, I wasn't going home. And that was something that I needed to be forced to stay there before I really, you know, geared into that experience started getting a lot better. You know, a lot of the guys that we see struggle, um, you know, at the college level end up going home every weekend. They're not, you know, doing stuff with the team outside of practices, games, 
you know, they're not going out and hanging out or, you know, whatever, going to watch football games together on a Saturday afternoon. You know, the teams that we have success are typically a close knit group of guys, you know, out, outside. So, you know, you got to play all those different factors into it when you're, when you're making that decision. Absolutely. I, <laughs> some of the advice that I try to get some of the, the potential college players that I get the chance to train and work with are if you took basketball out of it for a moment and you try to transport yourself into the future and you look back at your college experience, what would be the college experience that you were most happy with from, you know, as you, as you mentioned, there's many different scenarios and things that you have to take into account from the social life, the academics, the, you know, what does it look like from a, a family and friends perspective as far as location and many more things on top of just what level of basketball you're playing at. And you got to weigh all of, all of these different things, which, which makes it a really difficult choice. Like making a college decision at 18 years old is a really difficult choice. Um, but if you can do your best to put yourself into the future and say, okay, besides basketball, like, yeah, Drew, you may really want to go play at Toledo, but you know, the basketball situation is what it is. If you were to try to, to go there and be a preferred walk-on. So if you take that part out of it, you, and you're going to school and looking back on these different experiences and then you weigh everything, well, th then what comes out? And, and for you, you made that decision at Ferris and it was clearly, clearly the right choice. But I just think it's important for us to try to relay that message to as many coaches and, and players as well as we can so they can get a, a better idea of where it is that, that they want to be. You know, there, there's a lot of transfers at the Division One level. There's a lot of transfers at, at every level. And I think if players and parents and coaches can make sure that they're putting the right amount of value on things that aren't just the game of basketball itself, I think we will see less transfers. I, th I think we'll see kids happier with the place that they go right away. Sure. Yeah, I, I would not argue that as well. You know, I think really <laughs> sitting down and, and taking the time to you know, make, make the right decision for, for the right reasons is, is really, really important because mm -hmm. the, the other thing, uh, you know, almost nobody thinks about, and I, I don't think this matters if you're going to, you know, be the number one recruit at, at Kentucky, or if you're going to play at division three, be, being a college athlete is really hard. No matter, no matter what level you, it is, it is taxing on your, you know, physically, mentally, you know, with everything you're doing, there's, there's going to be some really, really hard days. And, you know, you, I think you got to be at a place that is going to be in the best situation for, for you to kind of get through those. And, and again, that's, you know, thinking about all those, all those different things, being in a place that has the right programs for you, you know, being around people that are going to support you and, you know, help you, help you get through that, I, I think is a really, really big one. You know, who you are surrounded by, is, is a huge part of, you know, being, being successful. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to be in a lock, a locker room with, with a bunch of guys that, you know, don't want to be around each other or, you know, for whatever, whatever issues that they have, or, you know, a bunch of guys that, that aren't happy, you know, you want to be with guys that, that want to be there and have similar goals and aspirations um, that, that you have. So, you know, 
doing your research on, you know, all those different aspects of the, the universities that you're looking at, I think is really important. That's a great point. And as you mentioned, if you're playing college basketball, whether it's JUCO, D3, D2, D, D10, whatever it might be, you can play, right? There, there's a limited amount sure. of people that have the opportunity to play basketball at the college level. Um, and, it, and it's something that we shouldn't take for granted. It's a privilege and you got a short window to do it, make the most of it, whatever level that you're playing on. So Drew, that's great stuff, really helpful. Uh, thanks for sharing a little bit of, of your background and your story as a college athlete. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Great to be here as always. Coach, before we get back to the episode, I want to thank you for listening to the Coach's Edge. And I want to let you know that it's powered by coachesedge.coach, the membership where we work with coaches from throughout the United States, helping them improve their team and their basketball program. If you're curious about coachesedge.coach and how we can help you in your basketball program, you can reach out to us at coachesedge1 on Twitter, contact at kramerbasketball.com. Thanks again. Let's get back to the show. Today we're talking the division one or bust mentality. And the guest that I have is Marcus Vanderhyde. He has a unique experience of playing both division one and division three basketball. So Marcus, real quickly, introduce yourself in a little bit of your background. Then I'll ask you a question or two on making that college decision as a, a young athlete and how we can really weigh the pros and the cons of the different levels of college basketball. For sure. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, my name is Marcus Vanderheide. I, uh, I, I was, you know, at Calvin Christian High School, I had a big decision uh, to make, and that was uh, choose between a handful of Division One schools or ultimately, you know, stick around closer to home and uh, play for a Division Three school. Um, but, you know, I, I think if you're choosing and you're looking at D1 opportunities, you have to put yourself in the best position possible to succeed. Uh, for me, going in and playing at D1, you learn where you fit in in a hurry. Um, the strength and the size of the guys that you're playing against compared to high school is night and day different. And you, you have to pick the best coaching staff. You have to pick the best players. But I don't think I would have been nearly as successful as a player if I would have continued to stay at Canisius. Um, that's ultimately why I chose to go back to Hope, play at a D3 school, give myself better opportunities, fall in love with the game again, work under coaches that I trusted, who knew how to motivate me and who knew how to get the best out of me. So you had a, coming out of high school, you had a handful of division one scholarships, correct? Yeah. So even starting like my freshman year, when you start to get the letters from, you know, the big time schools, the Michigan, Michigan States, Rutgers, North Carolina, Dukes, you know, those are just letters. Um, and then sophomore year, junior year of AAU, that's when you start to get more traction from the schools. Um, and Ultimately, I think I had four or five Division I scholarships from Lafayette, Colgate, Canisius, Ball State, uh, and then every D2 school in Michigan. Um, so, yeah, even transferring from Canisius to Hope College, um, you know, there, there's something, there's like a stigma to it, like, 
oh, this is terrible. You shouldn't be doing this. But for me, it was the best decision I made. Um, like I said, I would have never been the basketball player that I was if I didn't go to Canisius, but I would have never been the, the basketball player I was if I didn't transfer to Hope. I think I would have just been seen as a, a small fish in a big pond. Um, where if you transfer back to like a D3 school. The thing I loved about either Hope or Kelvin, the one thing I loved about Hope is you would pack the stands and get 3,800 to 4,000 people every single game. It didn't matter if it was, you know, your biggest rival or if it was the, the crappiest school, you would get, you know, 4,000 fans. And even going to play at a higher level, even Division One at Canisius, you know, we probably average 2,500 fans, if that. And so it's crazy transferring down. You get, a, I, you know, I got to experience a better arena, more fans. I mean, the only time I think I had more fans at Canisius is when we played in Madison Square Garden against St. John's. And uh, But other than that, I over, you know, the three years I played at Hope, I bet you we definitely outweighed uh, the attendance than what it would be for D1. I think that's it's so important for us as either high school athletes or coaches who are working with high school athletes who like if you're getting that offer from a Michigan State or Michigan, it's yeah. a no brainer, right? Yeah. You're going to that school. But if you're in that next tier where maybe there's some division one interest and then yeah. there's a high level of interest at smaller college levels, finances play a role, yeah. fit plays a role, yeah. overall college experience plays a role. And so I just want to reiterate as we talk with a handful of different people who have had the opportunity to play division one, division two, II, division three, whatever that might be is yep. look at the big picture and sure. try to see where the best fit for you is not only on the court, but off the court with your overall life experience. Yep. And even location makes a, a big decision uh, or makes it a big decision for you because a lot of these D1 schools aren't necessarily close to where you're from. Um, where a lot of the D3 schools, you can find a local D3 school to go to. The toughest part for me, my freshman year at D1 is that, you know, I barely saw my family. Thankfully, my dad would make the trip out uh, almost every game. But as far as my siblings, I might've saw them one time, maybe two times the whole year at games where I transfer back to, you know, Hope College, it's a half hour from home versus six hours. And my siblings are at every single game and I can catch up with them after. And I, I know that played a big factor into your decision as well. Um, just having your siblings and brothers at, you know, and your family at every single game. So, it, I mean, that, that definitely plays a part of it too. Not every kid can experience moving away for, you know, six hours away from their hometown. Definitely plays a, a big role as well. And again, what, what we want to emphasize is you, every decision need, is its own unique decision. Yes. Every individual is different. Yep. Every individual's background and family situation is different. So it's important that we don't look at it as, okay, division one or, or bust. Yep. Division one is always the right choice. Yep. Sometimes it is the right choice. And sometimes it's not. And it's important to weigh everything and then take a look at the big picture and see what the right choice is for you. So for sure. we hope uh, this 
helps you if you're, you're a coach or you're a player listening and you're struggling with making some of those decisions on what level of college basketball you should play. Maybe you're being pressured from some outside sources. And I just want to encourage you listening personally, listen, it's your decision. I can tell you firsthand that I had a ton of people at, when I was in high school saying, you need to go and play at Central Michigan. Yeah. Because because it was Division One, and they just wanted to say that their teammate or their friend or their player went Division One. But you have to realize none of those people are coming with you, right? <laughs> you have to make the choice that's best for you and, and your yeah. life based on the situations and the fit and all these these different moving parts. And it is a difficult decision, no doubt. And um, but it's it's something to try to weigh all of those different things instead of just what size the school is. So thanks for listening. We hope that helps you out and make sure you get after today. Thank you for listening to this episode. Again, this is why I get excited. This is why I get excited. (laughs) There's topics like this that high school coaches and high school players are dealing with and they're not talked about enough. And we need to shed some light on some of these areas because there's so many players and coaches that are dealing with it, but they're not talked about. Don't get me wrong. I love talking about player development, strategy, an offense or a defense, different ways to improve your athletic development, speed, explosiveness. I love that stuff. But there's so many other areas of coaching basketball. As a player development guy who makes a living teaching, for the most part, the skill aspect of the game. When I speak with other players, former players, people that want to get into basketball, quote unquote, training, one of the first things that I tell them is you need to get into coaching first. Even if it's not, you know, a high level, flashy coach, you need to get into coaching because once you get into coaching, you'll get a better understanding of how all these pieces need to fit together. The scheduling the chemistry, right? The coaching staff, the season, the amount of time for practice, the amount of time for games, off-season, pre-season, post-season. It could go on and on. Relationships with parents, relationship with the community. You get a feel for all of those things when you become a coach that you don't become when you're a, a trainer. So I'm getting off topic a little bit with our specific Division I or Bust episode, but it goes hand in hand with why I think the Coach's Edge podcast is so special and so unique is because we want to help all of our high school coaches that are listening get a better grasp and hear some different thoughts around things that they have to deal with beyond shooting the basketball better, beyond some successful drills that they can do in practice, beyond a new type of offense or defense. That's what I'm hoping to provide with the coach's edge to truly give you an edge as a basketball coach. All right. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. Get after today. God bless.